There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh! It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken, Mm. pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay! With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. You guys, this is Matt. We have two shows coming up in November, and they are real gags, people. On November 7th, we are part of New York Comedy Festival. We're so excited. Bowen and I are pumped to bring Coach War and I Don't Think So Honey Deathmatch to the villain stage in Brooklyn on November 7th. This is going to be two teams. One, Team Matt. Another, Team Bowen. Boo. And they're going to be going head-to-head to find out which team can deliver the best. I don't think so, honey. This is a head-to-head deathmatch tournament competition. And Bowen and I are going to be captaining two teams. We have an amazing blue ribbon panel we're going to be revealing very soon. It's going to be very good. November 7th, Cold War, New York Comedy Festival. Tickets on sale now. And then... It's back to basics, bitch. On November 18th, we're going to bring in our our third edition, can't believe it's been three times, of I Don't Think So Honey Live. 50 comedians all killing it on the stage. You in the audience getting your laugh on, getting your gig, getting someone's phone number. I think a show is a really good place to meet someone. Because, like, you're having a good time. You don't have to talk about shared interests. You can talk about the show. It's happening right there. I don't know. I think it might be a good idea. So come as a single person or come with a new date. But either way, come to either show or both. We have Culture on November 7th at New York Comedy Festival and I Don't Think So Honey Live, Brooklyn Podcast Festival on November 18th. 
Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. Ooh, ah. Uh, Lali. What are you thinking right now? I'm thinking I didn't drink this coffee in a, in the right time frame. What? Did you drink like, too late? Will you be up all night? I drink too early and now I'm a little crashy crash. Mm. But no, I'm great. Like, okay. I'm like still there. I'm still wired, but... You know, I'm I'm hang I'm dangling off the cliff, bitch. Okay, well, I had the option to drink a coffee at 4 p.m. today, and I said, you know what, no, because I don't want to be up all night. Because you know what that caffeine does to a bitch. The caffeine does a <laughs> wonders, <laughs> ho. Listen, you want to know something? Kombucha yeah, update. No, I don't. I don't. Okay. Right. Yes, I do. Kombucha update. Bought some synergy ginger <gasps> ginger aid. Ginger aid. It's sitting in my fridge because I have no desire to drink it. Okay, well, I'll come over tonight and I will have it. I, it's just, it looks disgusting. I'm a kombucha bitch now. <laughs> um, by the way, you know who sent me a picture of them and the ginger ale kombucha? Who? Catherine Cohen. Oh, Catherine! And she said, taking the advice of my bitch. Okay. So uh, you could say that kombucha nation has just begun. It's like bachelor nation, but healthier. But healthier. Um, <gasps> okay. Do we have a good guest today? I think we have a resplendent guest. Maybe, a, it, maybe like a true icon. A true legend. A, a gay baron, <laughs> a gay robber baron in NYC. I love actually so much. Love him, love him. He's he, some of his stories have changed my life. Yeah, and actually, I want I want some of them to be told. Some of them will be told, and he's telling some of his stories <laughs> at his amazing new show at UCB. Yeah, and that leads perfectly into the credits, Bo. Uh, okay, bitch. Um, he's got an amazing show running at UCB Chelsea, and it's called Yes, Honey, and it is directed by. Shannon O'Neill, the legendary, the legend. Um, you will also want to keep your eyes peeled, you guys, for the docu follow series called Shade, Queens of New York City. Now, this is a drag queen like docu series, like slash reality show with all New York's finest. I'm talking Marty Gold Cummings, Britta Filter, Britta Filter, Tina Burner, Jasmine Rice Labeja, Jasmine Rice Labeja, who just called our guest <laughs> prior to us. Um, going on the air and we had to kick her off. We had to kick her off because we said, no. He's Mike also, has, he has a hard out. He has a hard out. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a hard out at 8.30, but he arrived a brisk 20 minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> I burn. I put I put on blast. You know was what? Was not my fault. I haven't been was introduced. Not... So I'm just going to say, was not my okay. fault. Let's He's get also a new dog dad. Everyone welcome our Mike, guest, Mike, Mike Kelton. Kelton. Woo! Okay, explain Woo! yourself. Why the lateness? Okay, for real, Got an invite to this um, recording, which is very professional. Kudos. Uh But also, (laughs) the address was 81 President Street. Oh. And so I went to the address. I'm looking at Hot Hot Producer Producer Alex, Alex, and I'm really upset. Were you guys not aware? No, it might have been Hot Producer Joe's fault. It was was Hot Producer Joe's fault. Wow. HPJ. Invite from Joe. So Logged. I went there and I'm just standing outside this like house and this old woman came out and kept looking at me and I was like, Hey, here for the podcast, babe. <laughs> she was like she just kept like staring at me and didn't say a thing and I was like, I'm for sure gonna be like a spell's gonna pe- be put on me. Oh so no. Then I emailed and I was like, Babe, here's where I'm at and they're like, Babe, that's not where we're supposed to be. Oh holy shit. Oh I'm sorry. Hopped in an Uber. Sorry about it. No. Hopped in the here. Uber at the old woman's house with a dream and a nice shirt. Okay, I'm glad this got cleared up and honestly this is like a classic just capsule of a Mike Kelton story that will like that puts you in that place honestly I was there with him you know what he's so gifted Gifted. with words that when he was telling us Bowen what had just happened to him I saw it all I saw the woman I saw the witch I saw the woman she was hunched over Mm -hmm. did she have a hunch Mm -hmm. a huge hunch (laughs) (laughs) Kel tell us about this dog oh my god yeah tell okay so 
I think in life in Jen. Okay. Like, <laughs> here we go. And like, there, there, you get to a point and you're like, you're like, do I, what do I do? Yeah. Do I get yeah. a dog? Do I get a baby? Uh-huh. Do I get oh, engaged? Yeah. Do I move out of my apartment? Do I move back home to Indiana? Sometimes it's the sequence of those things. Exactly. It could right. be one, two, three. Yeah. Right. So I decided, so me and Andrew have been together a while. We've been like yeah. kind of hinting at the dog thing. Sweet boy. Hinting to and each other. it's kind of scary because you're like, you get a dog with a person you got to be with that person and or if you break up, it's like someone takes the dog. So it's like that. Conver- right. You have to have that kind of like precursor conversation. It, right. Yeah. Yes, of course. Like who gets the dog? Yeah. Ugh. So the way it happened is we were, we were talking about dogs for a while and then we both got super busy uh-huh. and then um, started working on the show. And then the first week of pre-production, I was super, super tired. We went out to dinner. I didn't have any free time. We're at we're sitting outside of our favorite restaurant, Building on Bond in Brooklyn. OK, Quick we're plug. thank you. We're going to talk about Building on Bond. OK, OK. I have some issues, but like, keep going. OK. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm into talking about it. Okay, great. We'll do it. Okay, so you're so at Building sitting, a Bond. We're at Building a Bond. We're sitting outside, and I was, like, just, like, venting to Andrew, which happens all the time. Uh-huh. And he's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I'm just so stressed. I didn't know that this was going to be this much work. Mm. And I was like, the only thing that could make this better is a dog. And he was like, you're an idiot. That's, like, impossible. <laughs> but then, babe, what happens? My wallet falls out of my back pocket and my shorts, okay? Okay. An hour later, a woman comes by walking with the dog, and the dog sniffs my wallet. And finds my wallet because I would have forgotten it. And I go, oh, my God, what a gem of a dog. And she goes, up for adoption, babe. <gasps> and I go, That very dog? That very dog. Oh, my God. And I go, no way, way babe. <laughs> you have to TM be joking. <laughs> and and no way, So babe. then we, like, are obsessed with this dog. His name oh. is Django. Django. Wild. Wild anyway, that its name is Django. Anyway, so we, we, we end up going. I know. It's honestly wild. So we go back to this woman's apartment. We have wine with her. Um, we realize, like, she's a little bit unstable. So we, like, we had to get out of the yeah, apartment. Yeah, you got to go. But then we just applied online at Badass Brooklyn, an incredible organization. Yes, heard. We applied. We were, were, like, four glasses of wine in. And so we, we made this amazing application uh-huh. that talked all about us and our experience why we want a dog. And then they wrote back the next day. It was, like, Django has actually been adopted. But, like, we've got... <gasps> Curtis. Oh, and you were Whoa. like, Curtis is not Django. Exactly. We thought he was ugly. Oh, we actually Curtis thought he was, was ugly. He was ugly. Yeah. And so we were like, eh, well, we'll just wait around because it's not the time anyway. Yeah. Then we went to an adoption event and we just like literally fell in love with Curtis. And he's oh, <gasps> so Curtis. So Curtis is better good. looking in person. Oh, gorgeous in person. As they so often are. Always. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> so. Wait, Curtis, what breed? <laughs> Mike is like holding back something. Can I tell you something? <laughs> yes, please do. So Andrew came into Brooklyn Crab. Okay. With a friend. Mm-hmm. And one Sarah Grace Wellborn was waiting on Andrew and I happened to be on the very same floor. So I was walking around, you know, doing my thing, and I would see out of the corner of my eye Sarah Grace talking to Andrew, Mm -hmm. her old friend. And she came over to me and said, I feel really bad. And I said, what? She said, well, Andrew had mentioned before that he and Mike are thinking about getting a dog. And to be honest, me and the girl he's with were, like, trying to talk him out of it. Mm -hmm. And she said she thought he saw... She thought she saw tears well up, and he put his sunglasses on. Can I tell you something? Yeah. What? Reveal. He, he was a little bit upset. <gasps> because he really wanted the dog, and I think they were being good too, friends. Too much. They were honestly being good friends because they were like, look, you guys are really busy. You're Having so busy. a dog is a big responsibility. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so they were kind of doing like what they should have done. Right. But he was like, you know, in love with 
you yeah. think about it a lot. You build it up in your head, and you fall in love with the dog. And mm-hmm. so it, that got back to you. Oh yeah, I came home and was, he was like, so I talked about the dog, and he's like, I don't think they were fully on board with it. <laughs> Sarah Grace felt terrible. I she mean, came over to me, and she is my work wife, my mm-hmm. work spouse. And she said to me, babe, I feel terrible. I said, come sit down. Mm-hmm. We're at work. Come and chat. We, we left the floor. <laughs> I said, what's going on, babe? And I put my hand through her hair. Right she through said, the hair. No. She said, oh, well, I just feel really stressed because I feel like I just might have hurt Andrew's feelings. And I was like, well, I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he's not weeping at the table. Before you knew it, a full scene in the restaurant. He cried, carried on. No, I'm just kidding. No, oh, my God. No. I was like, he didn't tell me that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Although his sunglasses were on. Which for him is just like, if it's after after 6 p.m., sunglasses mm-hmm. are on. <laughs> are you and Andrew both like... Um, sunglass gaze? No. I, I Definitely say... sunglass gaze. Okay, yeah. sure. And that's but we're what... like kind of opposites, which is... I was going to ask, are you both cool. like that sensitive? I feel like you're not... You are someone who is a feeling person, but only for the things that really... I'm gonna say matter. Oh, that's that's nice. And d- would you agree with that? Maybe that's maybe that's an unfair um, assessment. I am very uh, like, empathetic. Where like I f- I take on people's energy yeah. and like I when there's like big issues going on in the world, I like take it on and I get really upset about uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I am pretty sensitive. We're kind of both sensitive, but we just right. deal with it in different ways. So would you have reacted, responded the same way? In that situation, if your friends, if you're like some of your close friends were like, maybe it's not a good idea. I think I would have told them in the moment, been like, you yeah. guys are hurting my feelings. Great. Yeah, yes, you would have. You would have done And that. I think he, I think he kind of did come uh, like a, with a little bit of that, but I think he was just like, he was really listening to their advice because he, yeah. I mean, because they did not cares. have a point. They had a point and they, they said what they should have said in that moment. Sure. Right. But like, that didn't stop us and we got Kurt. Kurt. He's the best. And the, here's the other thing. This is this is like because I'm so busy. Yeah. I <laughs> see, I'm gonna hate hearing this later, but like <laughs> I can afford to pay for doggy daycare. There you go. Like, I like hate <laughs> that. That's not we have no. help. We got a lot of help. <laughs> you, know, you know, it takes a village <laughs> to raise a dog. <laughs> we got a lot of help. Look, I have the means. <laughs> <laughs> I was someone today, I was reading this profile on New York Magazine about Lisa Ling and like what her life is like and she like gets real about like childcare. She's like, I'm so grateful I can afford childcare when so many mothers can't in a America. Team. And then someone <laughs> someone in the comments was like, I'm s- it's so refreshing for someone who has money to be upfront about having access to that. And I was like, is it refreshing? I mean like it's great just like it's like appreciate the honesty. Appreciate the honesty, but it's like, no, great. It's like, yeah, no, that's just a matter of fact thing. Like you have it or you don't, and it's great if you have it and it's fine if you don't. I think logistically, like it would be really tough to have a day where like we were both he was at school. He's in grad school right Uh now. And I was gone all day and I would be like, I don't want to leave a dog at home. It's not nice to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But since we can bring him to doggy daycare, it feels like a possibility. It's great. I also think Sometimes it pisses a lot of mothers off when they read these stories about like uh, Hollywood yeah. moms who do it all and mm-hmm. they never mention the fact that they have help. It's like, don't pretend yes. like you're this superwoman yeah. who has this $20 million a film career mm-hmm. and also is like there for everything and meeting all the teachers and knows their names. Like that, I think, would piss me off mm-hmm. as a mother. Mm-hmm. Where, so it's kind of nice to hear when okay. people are being super honest about the fact that, like, yes, I have a team. Please don't think that, like, 
I honestly know what they're doing it's, in school. It's kind I of know. like the <laughs> same thing where like Erica Jane will be like, look, I spent four hours on this face. Uh-huh. Like yes. I have a full team that yeah. did my hair and makeup and that's why I look amazing. If you were to see me waking up, I would look like shit. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. We're just that honesty we appreciate. That, right. Okay, I, I see that. Tell us about Kurt. What kind of what kind of breed? Whatever, everything. Tell us. So no one knows what he is. A little mind. And everyone is like, everyone has their own opinion. Like when we got him, they said bull mastiff okay. on the website. Cute. Which the thing about bull mastiffs is they can become like a hundred pounds. Yeah, like they're right. huge dogs. Yeah. And like Kurt's like, and they said he was in between one and two, which also uh-huh. like our vet disagreed with. The vet was like, "There's no way he's even one." And we were like, "Really? Oh, okay. they, he's really young." Yeah, they think he's like puppy. So like Aww. we we've kind of like. If we average everything out based on everyone's ideas about how old and what he is, he is a bull, mastiff, pit, boxer, shih tzu. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a little bit of everything. Who is one years old? <laughs> yes. We'll one. just call him one. We'll one. call him one eternally. And it's, yeah. a one, it's a male dog. It's a male dog. Yeah. Yes. It's not a female named Kurt. No. No, although that would be fun. That would be fun. It would be fun. It'd be a real nice fuck you to Republicans, I'll tell you that. <laughs> All these Republicans out there saying dogs need gender gender normal names. Wait. No, fuck that. That's true. That's They're true. They're out there saying that. That That's is true. true. <laughs> That's honestly a very good point. Yeah. Which brings me to talk about gender neutrality. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Wait, can I be really vulnerable for a moment? Oh, I, I want you to open up. Kelton oh. found me at a Starbucks in a really... In a really, I'm not gonna say low place, but in a really specific place. You are a guardian angel. No, no, he did, I don't know if he saved me because what he did was what I did. What I did was went on Craigslist, bought a gaming laptop for six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not where I wanted to go. And I took it to a Starbucks to start downloading some patches for this game. Mm-hmm. And who should walk in but the warm but towering <laughs> physicality of Mike Kelton and warm said, but towering. Bo, what's and then he was just like, "What's that?" Like basically, was just like asking what I was doing, and I had I was just very honest. I was like, "I just bought this computer with six hundred dollars in cash, um, and uh, I need to start downloading this game so that I can it can download while I'm at work." And he. Roundly shamed me, <laughs> and I don't know if I've recovered from. That. Oh my god, did I shame you? You didn't shame me. You took a pic. You took you took a picture of me on your Instagram story, uh-huh. and people people texted me. They were like, "I just saw you on Mike Kelton's Instagram story. Are you okay?" And um, I don't know. I, I think I think I owed an apology. To oh, be honest. Oh wow. My god. Oh my god. I will for sure apologize. <laughs> no. But the thing is, I will not. <laughs> <laughs> I will do this, but I won't. <laughs> Rescinded bitch in the moment. Honey. Oh my god! You know I'm what? taking it back. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I thought that was gonna have a positive twist because no. yeah, I, I have was, a story yeah. about running into Kelton in a moment. Oh, I have too. a million of those stories with Kelton. But you, I go. feel like you disappear sometimes because, like, by golly, them. I don't see you a lot, but I see you when it counts, bitch. Oh, I love this, this was right after I literally left the audition for the CBS Diversity Showcase, uh-huh. and I had such like a. I, I really didn't want to go do that. Yeah. But I had a film I got booked. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, we did book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it didn't end up happening for like crazy wild reasons. Mm-hmm. But I remember I said to you, I was like, I don't want to do this. And you were like, you have to do what you want to do and mm-hmm. create work and not be like 
being a part of like something that you don't want to be a part of. And then I, I, I ended up like saying I would do it and everything, but in the back of my head, I always knew that was true. And I knew you were right. And I always, I was just like, no, Kelton is right. Yeah. And this is not going to happen. And then literally like cosmically, mm-hmm. it didn't end up happening. Because realistically, you should not have done it. If, for mm. some reason, it was you compromising, even yeah. though it felt like a success. I feel like this happens a lot to a lot of our friends yeah. where like, We've, we, there's all this pressure on us because of what we're doing and there's no actual road to success. So mm-hmm. we like to create like an idea, a roadmap of like, well, if this happens, like it'll be successful and people will be like, they're doing it and then I'll feel better about myself. Yeah. But like, and that, those showcases are great for people. But the way that you expressed it to me, you were like, I did this and the energy around it is like, I did what I think they wanted me to do. And mm-hmm. like, I know as like someone who's auditioned for that stuff, I'm like, I'm going to go in and like, do some gay stuff. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, it's a yeah. diversity thing. I'm going to like, I'll do a woman at a wedding, you know, like I'll do, I'll do like a gay thing and then I'll do an animal or something. Like, yeah. and an like, animal. And like the, your energy was telling me that it was like authentic, inauthentic for you. And you were like, but I did a really good job at like what I think they wanted. And so I was telling you like, listen to that gut and don't fit into other people's mold because I think there's like, I think that's what kills people in this industry is like Mm. fitting into a mold and like knocking it out of the park. And then when they get the success, they look around and people are looking to them of like, who are you as an artist? And they're like, not what you like, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do I do now? There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs Classic Clogs and Sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Hey, Las Culturistas listeners, we're here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com, then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. There's a lot of pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of 
love gift ideas for the birthdays of loved ones in my life. And sometimes I do get super stressed trying to find that perfect thing. Me too. But now with gift mode on Etsy, I can search hundreds of gifting personas and find so many incredible items. And I actually just found a custom chalk bag for the adventurer in my life who's into rock climbing. Not me. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So... Whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner in your life or a birthday present for the pickleballer in your life, Gift Mode has you covered. I'm not the pickleballer. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get... Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night aboard the Titanic. My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. And you were one of the first people like in the, well, in the UCB community or in really even in the comedy community at large that I saw that was really doing their own thing that I looked up to because you were like doing your gay ass thing. (laughs) And like it was you and like Josh and Aaron, like, and like BSJ. Like I just like looked up to you guys because I thought, you know, they're not doing it the way everyone else does it. Yeah. And they're doing it in a way that I get and I know that other people are gonna get and it's meaningful. And that was and that's huge. Oh, that's nice. Like you I remember I, I like felt like I scored in a performance early on for like while you were in the audience at the pit and mm-hmm. you went to leave the audience and I ran out to go like talk to you because I like wanted your validation I, I, seriously like I, I love you oh my god that's so nice no, you I guys do. are being really nice <laughs> <laughs> I do no. I love you I've always looked up to you so much ever like I remember when I first met you in the pit love bar mm-hmm. I was like I went up to you and I was like I'm actually like a big fan and you were friends with Doug uh-huh. and you were like oh my god who is this crazy fucking bitch no I like it's so funny because I genuinely was like was like this guy is fucking adorable and super authentic and like the fact that you said that and I was a big fan of you I uh, watched well I was a big fan of the both of you because I talked to you every time I like would pitch something uh-huh. I would always include you and then we were like kind of similar so I'd be like well mm. if, I, if I put Madden it's like I gotta take myself out of here you know what I mean like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like yeah. but I when you said that to me I remember that and I was like you're so funny and you're both like you're both very loud and like this is who I am mm-hmm. so when you said that to me I was like you're already doing that like I, I, I see that in you and it's it's kind of like the confidence that allows you to go up to him and be like, "Hey, I love what you do." That allows you to, I think, like do what you do. But I you hope just I'm making sense. You know, like, it really sense. does. It's a it's a setting of it's a setting free of yourself. But it's mm-hmm. but you need to see uh, an example of that 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 just sort of happening by example. And my 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 sort of seared Kelton memory is a fancy man show. <laughs> I was like, it is an indie cage oh match, God. and then I think you just 
this is all you said. Like your character was like screaming really loudly, <laughs> and like I think some like Henry Russell Bergstein was like, "Why are you, why are you talking so loudly?" And then you just said, <laughs> "I have I have deaf." I have deaf, and it was God. so no. And I'm not I'm saying so that. So glad you shared that story. No, no, no. It's, it was. I swear, it was not like Ugh. like ableist or anything. It was just like it was just like a, an earned funny moment, and I will never forget it because it was so goddamn funny in the moment. And like, okay, there's this Jamie Stoller used to host this podcast called The Waiting Game, and then yes. Mike Helton was one of the first guests, and he tells these amazing stories about like what he felt like were his. And I don't know if it's. I'm just gonna say this for mm-hmm. you. Like you felt like you had hit rock bottom after you got stuck in, in your boss's elevator. Okay, wait. Can you can you tell this story? Because I think yeah. I think everyone right. everyone needs to hear the story because it is it's it's amazing. It's so stressful and just to hear Mike sort of coming back from that moment and like seeing where he is now is I think so inspiring. Las Culturistas listeners, I'm excited for you right yeah. now. Okay. Do you <laughs> yeah. do you mind are we putting you on the spot no, a little? Not okay, at all. Okay, no, good. no, I'm happy to share all all this stuff. Um <laughs> I always feel like in general, like a thesis of like before I tell this is like the worst things that happen to you, I th- always think are going to be end up being like your biggest power. Like RuPaul yeah, says, yeah. Like, yeah, of the course. things that make you different or the things that fit you fail at are like your superpowers mm-hmm, when you realize mm-hmm. how to like use them. Yeah. But so this story, I I when I was coming up at UCB, I worked as an executive assistant at a law firm in Chelsea, mm-hmm. and I got the job like kind of as a mistake where this woman, who like I met at a gym, was like, "Hey, I'm looking for an assistant," and I was just like. I don't have a job and I'm taking comedy classes, so like I'll do it. Yeah. And she was like at the time was super sweet uh-huh. and we like we became friends and it became a relationship where like I was working for her but we were friends, so we would go out a lot and then I did stuff for the firm, but it was like I think you shouldn't be friends with your employees. Yeah. Like in in general. Uh-huh. Um it's something I learned from that. So I had apartments at her place for years and watched her dogs, her adorable dogs, uh-huh. and was like very fine with it, very used to it. And so this is DCM weekend, uh, 2014, 2013. Uh-huh. DCM weekend also, okay, Pride weekend. Yes. Um, can we change that, please? A great combo please that is it. not so great. It's not yeah. so great. So, so it bad. was um, DCM weekend, and I was house-sitting for my boss. And so I was at McManus on the Thursday night, and I mentioned to like someone, uh, I think like Josh or Aaron, I was like, well, we, they were like, we should do something for Gay Pride. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, my boss's common roof space is in Chelsea, right near the theater. We could do like a little drinks thing from like five to seven. And then people can go to their Pride stuff or go back to, to DCM or whatever. Which seems totally reasonable. Yeah. And sounds Total- lovely. I mean, I mean, the more I go back to this story, the more I'm like, it's insane how this, how the universe fucked me. Yeah. Um, because or, like saved me. It's not but. like you were doing anything like out of the question. Okay, mm-hmm. keep going. Because, yeah, I'm like the first person to be like inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> so like, <laughs> yeah. like, anyway, so, so I invite people over and like it, it started with like five people and ended up being like 12 of us, yeah. like 10 to 12 of us. Yeah. So, um, of UCB gays. UCB gays. Like the, Sweetest, best people in yep, the world. The you love them. You love them. You want to cuddle them. <laughs> you want to cuddle them. Sometimes em. you do. Sometimes <laughs> you cuddle them. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's uh, 5 p.m. Sunday afternoon after, like, crazy DCM weekend. Yeah. Um, and I, like, the way that it happens is, like, the elevator goes up to the top floor. So no one was going into the apartment, right? People were just coming up to the roof. And it ended up like Brandon Scott Jones brought was like, hey, can I bring someone else? I was like, of course, I know all of these people. So we're up there. We're literally drinking champagne <laughs> and like having like one or two beers uh-huh. and like sharing stories. It's like <laughs> it's like the tamest so tame. thing yeah. you yeah. could think of. Yeah. Um, 
And so after two hours, it's like seven o'clock. I'm like, all right, that's it. Like we all clean up. We like, and I'm like being fastidious about it. I'm like, let's clean up. I want to make sure that no one like leaves anything up here. We put all of the bottles into these plastic bags. We have these jingling bags and (laughs) we get in the elevator and like, it's like seven of them are in and then there's like eight of them in. And I was like, and someone, I don't know who it was, but like maybe Brian Foss, I don't know, was like, was like, let's just all. Let's just all get in the elevator. And I'm like, and people have had a couple drinks. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, let's all squeeze in this elevator. We're sweaty. We're in tank tops. Some of us have fucked each other. Like, yeah, let's yeah, just yeah. get in anyway. <laughs> so we get in the elevator. Doors close. It literally goes down like six inches and stops. Like six inches. Because it's too heavy? Because it's too heavy. <laughs> and here's the deal. I'm like, no. I'm like, uh-oh, like. Uh, reset like you're pressing like the like reset button or you, whatever and it's just moving a tiny bit like and then just stopping and I and it's a really you couldn't move in this elevator like it was like oh <laughs> fucking God. like gay disco it was no. like it was like the duplex like in this elevator uh. <laughs> literally <laughs> if there was a piano it literally would have been the duplex <laughs> so th- so like people are all everyone's this is hysterical to everybody except me except me yeah. Yeah. except me because I'm like oh this is my job like and I did not tell my boss I was having these people over because uh, in my mind I was like to. it's a common roof space it's like five to seven no one's it's they'll be gone whatever and because it was Sunday the elevator company wasn't working so I called the number and they were like the, the, some woman was literally in the office being like FYI we're close <laughs> I was like what are you doing then she's like you need to call the fire department so Called the fire department. Um, not one, not two, but three fire trucks came to this apartment building. We were in there for an hour. And the firemen came. Yeah, go ahead. So one, one elevator in the whole building. One elevator, whole okay, building. And this is the thing. It's one of those buildings where the elevator opens up to one apartment or the other side apartment. So people that lived in this building, it was a small, like, oh, no. maybe like 12 units in the building. Yep. But, like, very, very nice. Yeah, it was a yeah, very yeah. nice building. Yep. And so everyone was like, we can't, like get up to bring her groceries if there's a pregnant woman she couldn't get up to like go home so an hour goes by and people are cracking jokes and i'm literally like sweating i'm like my job my job my job uh my job my job my job and at the time i like couldn't i couldn't pay my rent if i didn't make money from this job it was like why i didn't leave this job and so then God, the bits happening around you that yeah that you see be gays later literally bits yep yep and they were good bits like <laughs> like if Quality. i wasn't if i wasn't having an anxiety attack i would have been like i love i love i love i love i live i live <laughs> so <laughs> so then the uh the fire department comes up and they couldn't get the door open so they had to break no. the elevator door by like like jamming it open and they broke into a neighbor's apartment <gasps> they broke down the fire door they're like the full on fire door like it broke it down because they thought it was an emergency I mean it was and so then they let us out and no. all of us walk down the fire exit of this building with every tenant in oh. the building screaming at us who the fuck are you guys what apartment are you from? What the fuck is going on? And you're like tank tops. And I'm like, like <laughs> and who was it? Um, Ryan Williams. Ryan, I think, Ryan yeah. Williams walking down like God in someone's face. And like, <gasps> honestly, like God bless because they were being aggressive to us. But sure. I was like, please think of me. Think of like the fact that like there's a person who I'm working for. Yeah. And like God in someone's face and someone got in his face. And I think he was like, you know, fuck you. Or like there was some type of like push Jesus. or something. 
And we got out to the street. Oh, no. And I will never forget this. Like, some... Yeah, I'm going to throw a little bit of shade. Some people were, like, still in Kiki World, and they were like, we're out. Like, let's go to the bar. And I was, like, having a panic attack. Yeah. And... Like, Brian Foss was such a sweetie. Oh. Like, there were a couple of people that really checked in were like, are you yeah, okay? Right, right, but Brian right. Foss was like, what can I do for you right now? And I was like, I just need to, like, walk around the block and get some air. Daddy. So I, Daddy. Daddy. So I called my <laughs> boss. I literally, like, this is the person I am. I called her right away, and I was, like, crying. I was oh like, my God. here's the deal. I was like, this is what happened. She's like, are the dogs okay? And I was like, the dogs are fine. I was like, I put them in doggy daycare because I didn't want them not peeing because I knew I was going to be out all night at DCM. Like, I was, like, being like, super proactive, yeah, even though yeah, she yeah. hired me to <laughs> watch the dogs for the weekend and put in doggy daycare. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was, like, super proactive about everything. Yeah. And so she was like, it's totally fine. Like, my neighbors are crazy. And then cut to, like, three days later, I go into her office and she fired me. Oh. And I think, like, the, the co-op board really put the pressure on of, like, this guy had a rager and like oh. and so like they put pressure on her and she felt that stress so I got fired and it was like I literally was like I don't know how I'm gonna pay my rent I have a wedding to go to this weekend I'm 26 I can't even afford to get to this wedding mm-hmm. or give a wedding gift like wow. oh my it was god. oh my god it was so bad but like the moral of the story is I had for a good year I had written drafting like three draft emails to my boss quitting being like you're amazing thank you for this opportunity and this paycheck but I need to leave and like be a creative person I can't be working Mm -hmm. in a law firm yeah and I never hit send yeah send and I I you know when you're sad like and you buy a computer for the video games like (laughs) 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 you like can't you can't get past it you can't be proactive about like making that hard decision Mm -hmm. I couldn't do it and so like thank god the elevator broke because it forced me to like be on unemployment and be super poor for a year and a half and like work on what I should be working on which is like being a fucking nutcase (laughs) no but but how long did it take you to get to a place of even like being happy again after that happened. Was that like, were you like in the depths for like a couple, a little while? What's so weird about it is when I was fired, I like was overcome with like sadness and I was packing up the stuff. Like I was fired and had to leave like this person who I'd known for three years, my desk. And I'm like packing up my stuff and walking out of the store. And as soon as I got to the street with all of my stuff, I felt amazing. Really? <laughs> I literally was like, Oh I was like, this is it. This is my fucking ticket. Like, thank God. It's just when shit happens that's really bad, I think the moment after you realize, like, that had to happen, Mm -hmm. there's some kind of relief. And then I went to, like, I'm lucky that my dad works in New York, so I went to my dad's office and I cried to my dad. And my dad was like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, (laughs) here, we've got to get you a phone. So he had to get me a phone because my phone was on the firms. Oh, Um, wow. It was, like, it was bad. Did your Damn. friendship with her survive or was that also over? Um, we didn't talk for like a good two years. And then because we were friends and like we we were friends. Yeah. yeah. She I forget who it was. One of us emailed each other and okay. was like, hey, let's let's connect. And then we got drinks and we like we hashed it out. We had like that conversation. I was like, I apologize. Like what happened sucked. And she's like, I apologize. And I'm actually going to next week the firm's 15 year anniversary. Oh wow. Which is like cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And and that's like um and I, I mean I don't know this sounds sort of petty but it's like you get to just show everybody 
like where you are now, mm-hmm. and it's it's this much. You should buy a place. beautiful gown. Yeah, <laughs> I'll call Jasmine Rice. A Jasmine Rice. Let me just arrive like like <laughs> posing as if there's a red carpet. Like like they're up on the on the line, the paparazzi, <laughs> and like just like go to the. I don't know. I'm doing like my pose right now that I would do if I were it's like a step and repeat. It's good. It's like it's like it's like flowy. It's like. <laughs> I'm trying to think who I'm channeling right now. I think like Prime, her Prime, Eva Longoria. Like. Oh yeah, her, mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. six month Prime. Well, um, it, was a, it was a many years, you stupid bitch. <laughs> um, wait. I before we move on for the story, can you? I w- almost want you to name names that you can just say now. Who else who, was that? Well, no, 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 no. Who who is like still in key key mode after all of this? Can you tell oh, us? Because I, I feel like it's been long enough where you can just say it, and it's like no Spill harm. Spill the done. tea. Do you remember? Were Josh and Aaron Honestly, like supportive, or were they just like bye? <laughs> they were like bye. Yeah, that didn't surprise me at all. <laughs> I mean, like they're such funny people. Yeah, they, they were just like they were like you'll realize one day how funny this is. Like yeah. that's I've never. That's not what you want to hear in the moment. Not at all. No, not at all. But like that makes total sense. And like that. Not, I've never seen either of them be upset over anything. Yeah, they don't get upset. <laughs> they don't get upset. I feel like sometimes with um, with Josh, I feel like uh, we've been hanging out and I said something sincere and I think he looked at me and like burned a, a hole in my soul. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, really? And he's like, okay. Oh, and I was like, God. Josh. And he's just one of those people Josh. that like, so I think he's, I always think that Josh and Aaron are like, quicker than me or like sometimes I'm trying to catch up with the yeah, joke it's a little intimidating way. at first yeah because they're yeah. so fucking yeah. funny yep 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 icons <laughs> so yeah. funny wait okay we're gonna ask you what we ask all of our guests on the show which is what is the culture that made you say culture is for me yeah this is the culture as you were growing up like I don't know it happens at different ages for different people you know 10 11 12 13 14 <laughs> movies films <laughs> television art Oh, okay. uh, a situational okay. thing. The culture that really caused you, Michael mm-hmm. Kelton, to step into the world of culture. Great. Um, yeah. I think I understand the question. And you do. You'll know you quick, do. You'll Purposefully, know yeah. It's part it of the sense. show okay. that we make the question a little <laughs> fucked up. Okay. Because it has to sound a little different each time. You know? Okay. Okay. I will t- say. It's entertainment, babe. Um, Jagged Little Pill. Oh wow. my God, Alanis! Alanis said Jagged Little Pill is like very much. I feel like what defined me as the little gay boy because I was like I was angry, mm-hmm. but then I was like blissfully unaware, <laughs> and I... then I was just like jamming. Ah. Like, Went to your house. Yes, I locked in your room. I opened the door without ringing a bell. That's really, That's really good. good. It's not that good. No. But um, that song is like the hidden track, mm-hmm. and people don't, I think, know it as well as they should. Yes. Because yeah. I, I feel like they turn the album off when the last song ends, but you have to keep listening you to have the to hidden keep listening. track. Uh, but mm-hmm. this is interesting because I feel like you weren't, I wouldn't call you an That's angry. That's rule number 100. You have to keep listening. listening to the hidden track. I feel like you're not an angry person. Now, but I don't think I don't think Alanis. I mean, wow, this is going to be a hot take. Say it. I don't think Alanis was an angry person. I Mm. think she was a smart person. Okay, like someone who's angry gets broken up with, and they like they burn the house down, or they like go after the person, or smash the windows out their car. Mm -hmm. But a smart person writes a song that becomes a number one hit that makes that person feel like the biggest douchebag the rest of their life. 
Oh, and you think that's what happened to Alanis? Mm-hmm. You don't think she ever acted on those feelings? No. You think she just a, wrote yeah. them out? You think had she actually been confronted, she would just be like, um, okay, I actually need to like step away from the situation. <laughs> yeah, or she'd be like, oh, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> I, like, I feel like with, uh, with like, uh, storytelling, that's what, like, I have trouble in the moment when stuff really upsets me. Like, uh-huh. I can be like, I have trouble sticking up for myself because mm-hmm. um, yeah. I like to make other people feel comfortable. Yep, yep, yep. But like, like the situation where I where I got fired, like I when she fired me, I sat, I st- stood in her office and I just cried and I kept saying, "I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry," because I I couldn't stick up for myself. Yeah. And I couldn't be like, "What you're not realizing is this, this, and this." Yeah. So as a uh, an artist, like I just was like, "I'm gonna like I am witnessing this." And I'm gonna use it, and I'm gonna tell people these this story that mm-hmm. will like hopefully help other people or make them laugh or whatever. Right. Um, and that's how like th- it's like the weird way that I experience life too. Like I always know that in a relationship, if I start storytelling about that relationship, it's kind of a bad thing because it means I'm not dealing with the issues with that person. Sure. Um, so in that way, that's like a, a like long winded way to say that with Alanis, I like. I was like, I get you, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so interesting that your um, response to conflict is to like retreat and apologize because mm-hmm. mine is fully to be very defensive and argumentative. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed that about myself. I, I mean, different that, strokes. It's it's can be helpful to be that way. Like, I think sometimes I really wish I could just be like, shut the fuck up right now and <laughs> yeah. listen to the real situation. Uh, yeah. But I just like accept things. I'm one of those kids that always was like I was never in trouble and if people were like you did this I was like you're right and you know what I apologize like I was like even if I didn't do it I always took responsibility Mm -hmm. for things yeah sure sure. so Alanis that was 96 so this was like I guess early teens like no or no 96 96 I was nine nine yeah Oh, nine. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you were kind of, you were feeling feelings that really you had no right to feel, bitch. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> just and adult feelings, mm-hmm. yeah. It was from a past life. I was really feeling I <laughs> thought you would have been like 12, 13. And, you know, there I can feel, you know, you feel like burning down a house, or at least you think mm-hmm. you do. But at age nine. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I was, I was kind of a quiet, mm-hmm. I was, believe it or not, I was like a quiet, I don't very that. weird kid where I could wow. play by myself. And I just was like, I was on the swim team, so I would be at the pool, and I loved to like run around in my speedo and like play imagination with myself. Like I was uh-huh. a very, very weird but like confident kid. Mm-hmm. Where people were like, "You're weird." I was like, "I'm actually having a blast, <laughs> 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 babe." <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's great. And then the other thing I would say culturally is, um, um, sorry, I can't think of the name. It's not Mean Girls, it's Clueless. Clueless. Oh, for Clueless, sure. To me, when, like, I think Mean Girls is an incredible movie, but I feel like the generation gap is, is do you relate to Clueless or do you relate to Mean Girls? Wow. Yeah. And I, you know what's funny is, like, I, Clueless came out when I was, like, five, uh-huh. and then Mean Girls came out when I was 14. Mm-hmm. So I guess looking at them both now, it's weird because I didn't get Clueless at the time when I came out because mm-hmm. who's five and gets Clueless? Right, so right, literally, right. like most like teenagers don't get Clueless. Mm-hmm. It's like so smart. <laughs> but there was something about that movie that I, and that now looking mm-hmm. back, I feel more close yeah, to yeah, yeah. than Mean Girls because Mean Girls is more of like a Tina Fey style, like making jokes about these yes. things. Mm-hmm. Like it's very joke observational. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's, but whereas Clueless, it felt different. It was like. Jokes about 
it was about only the world. high schoolers, but about the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or the world of the movie. That's what I mean. It's just like they're wearing these fucking crazy hats. Like yes. this is you know, like it's normal to like I don't it's just normal to look like the way they look like in, yeah. in high school and yeah. yeah. Maybe like there because was, it was yeah. an Austin adaptation. Honestly, it right. was like based on a classical mm-hmm. like work in a way. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. Like it had that kind of timeless quality to it, whereas Mean Girls feels like its own self contained story mm-hmm. that only could have been written at that time. Right. Whereas like Clueless has this like kind of timeless story of yes. like you know It feels like Clueless was like a stamp of a generation. Yeah. Whereas Mean Girls is like a really good comedy movie. Yeah, I think that's it. And that's, like great yeah. one liners, like mean I mean Mean Girls is like a standalone great film, but like People quote it because it's just like joke, 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 joke. It's like Tina Fey. It's like 100%. joke, joke, joke. Yeah. And I do think it's interesting too if you compare. I'm getting it all weird right now. If you compare like um, Lindsay Lohan's character to um, Alicia Silverstone. No, to Ty. Brittany Murphy. Oh, wow, Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy, yeah. because those were both the new the underdogs yes. water, yeah. that became the Queen Bees. Yeah. Right. There was a difference in the way that Brittany Murphy's character became the Queen Bee. It wasn't like. It was, to me, it wasn't purely about manipulation. It was, like, about people bringing her up. And then when she got there, she was like, this isn't really me. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, um, this is, like, really hard to explain. And no, this It is feels great. like an Excel chart in my head, but, like, <laughs> which I hate. Um, but it feels like, it feels like Lindsay Lohan's character was, like, doing it as a game. Yeah. She was like, yeah. she's like, in order to beat these people, I'm going to play this game where Brittany Murphy was blissfully being like, sure. Like, Just unknowingly. Yeah, I'll do, do this. Yeah. yeah, this is how you act here. Yes. Yeah. Where it was like her being introduced to the 90s as opposed to like, um, you know, Lindsay Lohan like playing the game and trying to like undercut the bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, at the end of the day, I think they often get grouped together, but two totally different fucking movies. Totally, totally. Like, totally. It's like, and it's almost like unfair to both to like f- have them compete, but I think people True. do it with Mean Girls and with Heathers, Heathers uh-huh. and with Clueless, uh-huh. where these, these they're kind of defining like girl-driven teen comedies. Yes. Yeah. And they exist there, and I don't know, I guess it's about time one of the, like there's a new one, because it really it, it is. Isn't that crazy? I mean, Mean Girls is 13... Years ago, um, what was that movie with uh, what's her face? Easy A. Not e- No, I wouldn't count Easy. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Me neither. It doesn't seem as impactful. It's um, yeah. that that girl. It's Haley Steinfeld was in that movie. Oh, Edge of Seventeen. I mm. hear it's like I, people were saying at the time, like critics were saying at the time, that it's like of that sort of caliber. It deserves to be in that pantheon. But like I, but I feel like I gotta watch it. So I mean, I'm, what am I saying? I'm just bringing it up as like a reference. Like that's yeah. maybe the closest thing we have to that, which yeah. is sad. But it's interesting that <laughs> yeah, it's, it's probably time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I really, the fact that we're talking about it means it's in the ether. Yeah. Right? And, and it's, we're ready. Or it means that we should write, write it. it. Ah! And it'll have a gay lead. <laughs> oh my God. No. Wait, how do you no. do that? Ah! I was. You wait. put your tongue on the roof of your mouth. The is how this is how Alyssa Adams tries to It's really more of a click than it is a pop. Okay, I'm going to try. Well, that's Bo. That's, That's Bo. Yeah. And now Matt. I am. And now me. Yeah. Mm. See, you're doing a tongue click. You're like, you're, you're, you're like raising your tongue up and then like. So what? Oh, it's so really more driven by one side of your mouth. So, oh, so go on. Try. Like, commit to one like, side. Try doing like a. Like a. Like a. Hey, okay, great. she looks really. You hey, know, like, hey, she looks really. 
I don't know. I'm not, I'm not good at that. <laughs> All right. I mean, okay, well, this is a great you know, segue. Stroke. This is a great segue into uh, Shade, Queens of New York City. Queens of New York City? Queens of NYC. Queens of NYC. Queens of NYC. So this is a, I guess, can we expect like a Real Housewives style show? It's still in development. Like, you're still working through mm-hmm. sort of I what mean, it might be. We have a locked uh, 101. We have a fine cut of, two, of 102. Uh, so, like, the pilot is, the, the one is done. Uh-huh. Um, and we are, it's funny, when you, like, when you make a pilot, you like figure out the style of stuff. But when you know you have to start working on episode two and three, you're like, this is what it is. Like yeah. this, you're figuring it out as you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it's really interesting because the the characters, these queens are fucking incredible. Yeah. They're like, they're such dynamic human beings mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that like, I keep learning more about them. And I'm like, I want to show the world that. Like, I think the idea for the show was I was talking to Marty Gold Cummings like over a year ago and he met with me to pitch a documentary of him moving home to Maryland and running for mayor. And I was like, bitch, what? <laughs> I was like, Did that really happen? He wanted to. Oh my God. And I was like, that's really interesting. But I was like, tell me why you want to do that. And then he started talking about how he's like, he started doing all these fundraising shows and getting super politically active and how all these queens were like get, uh, doing shows to raise money for a queen who was beaten on the subway and like uh-huh. all of these things that really to me subverted the expectations of like what like top of rain what you think of when you think of drag yep. which is like f- like fierce people funny people RuPaul's Drag Race yeah. um, living for them like, right, right, right. but not like this kind of like all of the heart behind it which has always been there like yeah. since the beginning of since gay culture one. drag queens were the people that were like uplifting the community mm-hmm. but I just think you don't people don't see that at least in media to, that's true. to that's me fair. so I was like what's the story behind that and so then I, I met with all of these queens and interviewed them about the community in New York about what they do in their day to day lives and I was like oh my god like that's a show you guys are a show and so then like pitching this show people are like yeah drag queens but like we hear a lot about drag queens and I was like the show isn't just drag queens it's like the human beings behind them mm-hmm. you don't hear a lot about drag queens either because you're being f- Right now with Drag Race, which I would consider like maybe is the only media outlet that exists right now, is that you're you're fed a specific, fun, competitive Competitive. image of one, Mm -hmm. and that that changes everything. Yeah, of course. And it's like it's like oh, I have a favorite, and it's this person. But with this, it's like no, it's not about like who's better. It's just about their human stories. Exactly. What like what makes them tick? What what do they believe? What is their style of drag? Like why does why does Brita Filter do drag as opposed to like uh, Tina Bernard? Is it different or is it the same thing? I right. know it's like as gay men and performers, like mm-hmm. we all are, it's like there's a reason why we like to make people laugh. And it's I think it's a part of growing up and having to make other people laugh mm-hmm. at a point of shame that we feel like we're wrong to yeah. begin with. Yep. So there's something really magical and special about us. Yeah. And I think more so with drag performers because not only do they like, I want to perform, but they're like, I'm going to dress as a woman, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a gag myself, yeah. right? I'm going to be a clown, make people laugh, make people feel good, and communicate something that ultimately makes other pe- takes o- away other people's pain, and most of those people are gay men at, in gay bars. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's so universal for where we are right now as yeah. a com- society of, like, uh, we're so divided and everything is pretty fucked up, that, like, if you can empathize with these drag performers, like, my goal with whatever I make is always like to show it to my dad and have him be like, that's really cool. My dad was like a concert. He's a lawyer. He was grew up Republican. And like, if he can be like these fucking drag queens rock. I like, I love that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's interesting and also scary because you're making a drag show with a community online that are like waiting for like another drag race type thing. And it's just not going to be that, which is 
which is sort of how it should be. Yeah. I'm just nervous that people are going to be like, like, where is the like, where's the like fierceness? Where's the reading? Yeah. 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 Where's them being like, oh no, bitch. Like there are moments of that because they, they're they, drag queens, they're drag and, queens they and they do. perform. Yeah. But right. like, it's mostly like, there's like really beautiful moments where like Britta FaceTimes with her mom, with her mom and talks about like struggling with her health issues and like mm-hmm. how she, her mom at the end of this call goes, goes, you got this baby. You're my favorite drag queen. And I'm <sighs> like, ah, oh, that's so special. Yeah. Like people yeah. need to see that. That's like some kid growing up in Iowa, some 15 year old kid that's like, I want to do drag, but like is too scared to, cause he's like, my mom will disown me. If he could watch the show with his mom and have see the mom be like, oh, that mom is supportive. And that mom is fucking Mormon. Like yeah, yeah. how cool. So, oh my God, Britta brought her mom to a show once uh, and she was so sweet. So sweet. So, so sweet. We love Kim. I've been on like calls with her, like talking <laughs> her for like these, the scenes where she's on a call. I'm like, we just want you to like talk to Jesse and like mm. just like be your beautiful self. Yeah. She's like, that's it. And I'm like, that's it. <laughs> like, uh, it's so fun. I mean, and that is, and the, just people being like, where's the, where are the tongue pops? Where's mm-hmm. the reading? Like, that is just a, a prescriptive. People don't thing. understand that it's an edited. Yeah. Within an inch of its life thing. Even RuPaul mm-hmm. admits it, they produced the fuck out of that oh, show. Oh, yeah. I think that's like a direct quote. So it's like, especially with a competitive show, like mm-hmm. it's extremely well done. And I think it's great that it exists because it opens people's eyes up to it. I mean, I showed my dad an episode, one episode of Drag Race, mm-hmm. and it happened to be the reunion of this year. Oh, my God. Where they were, where they were like <laughs> that's coming That's such for an intense episode. And it was, I was like, you know, this isn't a normal episode of the reunion. He's like, I want to watch it. And his takeaway, and he keeps saying this every time my sister and I talk about it, was, you know, I was struck by how honest they are with each other. They all seem very open to critique, and they're just able to really talk about each other very honestly. And I've never seen anything like that. Like, because I think that's different for straight people. Oh, oh yeah. I think honesty, uh-huh. especially in, like, suburban areas like you don't talk to each other to, the, to your face about yeah. what's real like you wouldn't walk up to mm-hmm. someone in the grocery store and be like hey your daughter is being shitty to my mm-hmm. daughter and or maybe they would yeah but but no you're wh- right but, mm-hmm. but mothers in suburbia mm-hmm. are drag queens mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and they need to know that but like especially with men you know what i mean like I, you don't you don't get real with each other in that way and hey it's buddy not, how's it how's it going pretty good bro yeah. amazing yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's certainly not in the a name terrible, of sister like, her or brother straight people you're welcome <laughs> no but that's hey, really i mean you're not far yeah, off yeah. from it they don't they don't speak like that so i think it's interesting to hear that his poll was mm-hmm. That's interesting how they're so honest with each other and how they, you know, read each other to filth, and that's okay. But meanwhile, mm-hmm. honesty is also this like human thing, and that's just your dad responding to, oh, these are human beings. And I think that's, right. I mean, hopefully, uh-huh. I, I think that's probably what Shade Queens of NYC is gonna yes. do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's my hope for it. And there's, it's really cool because you'll see in the first episode, it's very much about. It's called It Takes a Village Girl. Um, initially, it was bitch, and the network was like, no. <laughs> it takes a village girl. And it's about, like, kind of Marty's activism. Uh-huh. He literally started this club in Hell's Kitchen called Hell's Kitchen Democrats, and it started with, like, yeah. three members in a living room, and now there's, like, hundreds of members. Our friend Carl is in that, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And they meet every week, and Marty, which is, like, a real... Th- I think people are going to see the show and be like, you created these things, and I'm like, no, this is uh-uh. real. Marty has his therapy show right after Hell's Kitchen Democrats, mm-hmm. so he goes in face to the meeting, and, like, you know, boy, fun and face on, and right. he, like, leads this meeting. He's like, hi, everyone, here's our new initiative. We're, like, we want to, like... um 
get out the word and have people like uh, create safe spaces for people. And he gives this whole speech. He's in face and he's like, I know I'm in face, but like I'm a drag queen. So like get over it. And yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's just, and then he puts up these posters and it's like, it's really beautiful because yeah. you're like, this is just a human being. Like right. his drag has really nothing. Like, I think maybe a byproduct of the show is some parts like the drag has nothing to do with it. Yeah. It's just like these are really awesome people. Which is yeah. so cool. Um, oh, wait, we have a funny Marty Gold coming story. I love, we, I live. When Matt and I went to go see um, Sunset Boulevard, Oh. Marty Gold Cummings went too and was like was like in full drag and I yes. think I forgot what she said but she like she like greeted she said she said hello she goes can't wait for this fucking drag show and <laughs> then like walked in because it's fucking Glenn Close being Glenn a- Close like really serving <laughs> yeah oh my and Marty God. Gold was there and it was it was very fun to see her Marty she's Gold amazing in, in like fishy drag yeah she uh-huh. looks great yeah like <laughs> she had like a fucking curly ponytail which is how you never I never see Marty like that because yeah. Marty actually didn't start this is part of an episode too Marty I'm like giving away everything but um, Marty didn't start wearing wigs until Drag Race because huh. Drag Race auditions are this crazy yeah. thing. Yeah, I was going to ask: Is it a topic with the girls on the show? We are steering clear of it oh, because cool, we don't cool. want to. We don't want to fuck with World of Wonder. Like right, right, I know right. they have this like monopoly of like drag television shows. Yeah. So it's we're like pretty intense. It's intense, and I don't want to like fuck with them. Like here's our show. This is our aim, yep. and I don't want to like there to be any That's reading smart. of That's that. Smart. That's okay. smart. But um. That being said, Marty didn't Marty didn't start wearing wigs until like his third time auditioning for Drag Race mm-hmm. because he was like, oh, everyone on Drag Race has wigs. It's like a big part of the show. Sure. Like, don't take off your wig. You know, like this is part yeah, of yeah, drag. Yeah. You have to and be able to wear them. Yeah. You have to. Yeah, of course. Even Sasha. But like Marty, Marty, like it wasn't a part of his drag and now is a part of his drag. And so I found that to be interesting yeah. because it's like what and now he does wear wigs and you're like, this doesn't seem Marty to, to you. And to be honest, as Marty's friend, I think Marty looks best when he's in boy hair and yeah. face. Okay, to be it's, honest, it's, it's an iconic look for Marty. Yeah, you like you're like oh that's a Marty Gold coming. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. Like I'm like it looks he looks like Larue to me. Yeah. Larue? Uh, Chichi Larue. No, no like bulletproof. Who oh, bulletproof, bulletproof Larue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, that's great. It's so interesting when you talk to a drag queen and you ask them, you bring it up. Mm-hmm. Like um. Tr- I wouldn't name any names now, but the thing is, like, when you bring up the the show to certain queens, like, and you ask if they've auditioned, it's kind of like a roll of the eyes or like a whatever. But you get this sense that it's like this thing that they all kind of hate, mm-hmm. but would be on in a second. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the the relationship with the show is so strange. Mm-hmm. Well, th- think about it like yeah. Harold Knight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah. like like SNL. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a really good example. It's like as comedians in New York, there are incredible comedians ever you can go to like any show at like any of the theaters in mm-hmm. New York and be like that person's fucking hysterical yeah. Yeah. who is Live that person them. and then like they're on a team for a while and they do it and they're like just a comedian in New York and they never get the acclaim but then there are people that rise up super quickly that get SNL that are also super talented but it doesn't mean those other people are no. not super talented yeah. no, and I think for Drag Race it's become like Drag race has made drag, thankfully, part of pop culture, yeah. which like is great for everyone and the LGBTQ community because like the, everyone's celebrating something that started with us. But it's also made it like so they can't feel successful now right. unless right. they get on that show. Mm-hmm. And like, what happens for a queen like Tina Burner? I think is literally one of the best queens in New York. She's yep. been doing Legendary. it for a while. Legendary. She slays mm-hmm. and she you know we talk about drag she's like I've auditioned she's like my videos get tons of views like the producers watch and live for it but then I'm not on and I'm like I honestly I think 
they're dumb to not put you on because mm-hmm. you would be an amazing character. And she might, part of our show is we wanted the girls to be able to do Drag Race. So, like, they can do Drag Race. like And also be on the show. They can also, yeah. they would probably would be like they would leave first season and do it. But, sure. like, they can do Drag Race because it's a part of the drag community in New York that right. they're going to want to do it. It so, is still aspirational no matter what. It's the ceiling. It's the ceiling. And I think many of the queens on the show are going to probably make it on Drag Race someday. Yeah, I, so I think so, too. Fun. And I, I hope so for them. Like, yeah. I think... They're all, I love them all like so much and I, I want them all to succeed, which is why I put them on my show because I was yeah. like, you they're, guys are stars. They're all incredible. The, the queens that you've assembled for it. I think that Brita Filter is like, in terms of the gay community, I think that's a future household name. Yeah. Because the thing with Brita, and this is interesting, she she's like, I don't want to be on Drag Race. I want to be the next RuPaul. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, girl, yeah. I'm like, you go do it because I could see that for you. And she even breaks outside the boundaries of like, you know, that kind of drag where she'll fucking do a lip sync mix of a song with a Key and Peele sketch. 100%. Like, she is, yeah. wit- she, uh-huh. she gets it. Uh-huh. Britta, star. What I would do is, if I was her, is I would wait till I had fucking 500,000 followers mm-hmm. and then I would apply. Mm-hmm. And then I would Bianca Del Rio this shit mm-hmm. and come in and just literally eat the competition. Well, that's the other thing. Like, do you do, you do it when you're just, like, coming up and people are starting to live for you? Mm-hmm. And then you might not do super well in the competition and then that's it or do you wait until you're like an established queen and then you're like now that's I'm ready that's what they look for now mm-hmm. I think I mean a lot of these queens that I'm hearing are going to be on the next season are big social media queens mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard the rumors and like things have been confirmed mm-hmm. or whatever by people that we know but like these queens that get on like they do have social media followings because you know World of Wonder like any company is mm-hmm. going to want to have people get of excited course. about their contestants it's like how the voice now and American Idol even, I think, recruit people to audition. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not this thing of, I came in from the field and I heard there was a singing competition and I love to sing in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Let me strike on my number and see what happens. What's that girl's name? (laughs) Carrie Underwood. (laughs) That's literally not a made-up character. That's my impression of Carrie Underwood. Oh, my God. From Chakota, Oklahoma. But I think that TV is different now because social media has literally changed the game. Like, the... Television doesn't need these people. Just like MTV doesn't like, or musicians don't need MTV anymore. Or that these people don't need TV. Yeah, but yeah. Like they, like these queens are great. They can make their own content. They can, like all their pictures, their Instagram is basically like their resume at yeah, this yeah, point. Yeah. And they're booked on the same shows as the big queens. 100%. Like I just saw Alyssa Edwards is doing a show at like Skirball uh-huh. and she's on it with, I she, did it with Britta. Britta. she did it with yeah, Britta. Yeah, she did it with uh-huh. Britta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it was It was just fun. I was like, they're performing for the same crowds. All those people, and you know the show will sell out because it's Alyssa, who mm-hmm. I think is probably the biggest queen right now in terms of like... I know, I'm beyond obsessed. I mean, of course. Beyond of course, obsessed. Of course. Of course. And, but all those people that came to the show will see Britta and be obsessed. And uh-huh. You know what her. I mean? And, and I'm sure her numbers are skyrocketing in mm-hmm. terms of followers. I do think that the next RuPaul will come from that show. Uh-huh. But but who but knows what it'll be in the next generation. I disagree because that show sets it up where, like, if you're the most successful from Drag Race, you're the most successful from RuPaul's show, right? It's not a – it's a show where it's, like, it's someone's competition, and RuPaul is, I mean, the best. We love her. But, like, it makes it impossible for someone to surpass her. Everyone's well, success will be tethered to Ru. That's because we have yet to see what's going to happen with these spinoff shows. That's I mean, true. Alyssa Edwards is going to have her spinoff show, like the House mm-hmm. of Edwards. Trixie and Katya are going to have their mm-hmm. spinoff show. Let's see how those play out. You could have someone break out. Maybe. I mean, remember, like... But I think it's just as plausible, and I think this is what, this is what Mike is saying, is that someone f- n- unassociated with the show will, might, like, 
blow the fuck up mm-hmm. in a way that's completely irrespective of that. Yeah. So anyway. Literally, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. Who knows? Okay, let's move on to not I don't think so, honey. Now we have a twist. Woo. <laughs> we have a twist because Mike Held, and I'll say this again, has a show running at the UCB currently called Yes Honey. Storytelling. Storytelling show at UCB Chelsea. <laughs> and it will be two times a month. You can check UCB... Um, theater.com or whatever and get it on the schedule and, and like you can see. if you got I'm going to do a quick plug all the queens we were just talking about on my show we're doing it's going to be a drag show October um, 26th spooky October Ooh, 26th. the day before Kelly Clarkson's album comes out exactly okay. and we timed that out perfectly but yeah. it's I'm doing my uh, 30 minute storytelling show and then it's becoming a drag show and uh, like <gasps> five of the girls at on my UCB? show yeah, are oh, doing huge. numbers oh that's incredible huge. Uh-huh. That's, and again that show's directed by Shannon O'Neill and mm-hmm. I'm gonna put the pressure on right now because I'm gonna say it on her have we asked her to be on this show Okay. Well, we'll reach Someday. out again because I really wanted to come on She's this show. The best. The best and also the busiest, but she can clear a goddamn. She can clear. Endlessly interesting. Okay. She can clear. She can We're clear. not doing I don't think so, honey. We're doing a yes, yes honey. <laughs> so this is where we take one minute to go positive. Okay. On something that we love in culture. Yes. And we've never done this. No, this is huge. And I we've been this. read by one Josh Sharp mm. in the last I don't think so, honey, live. And he said, I don't think so, honey. I don't think so, honey. Well, Josh, tonight we agree. Yeah. Yes, honey, is going to be one minute on the clock, and we're going to go positive okay. about something that we love in cult. Yes. Uh, this is I love. Be beautiful. This is good end. Because you are good end, yes. famously. Love you guys. And we're going to be good end. We're going to be good end. Do you want to start? Do you have I, something? I have something. Okay, bitch. Um, um, okay, I have my notes here, too. I wrote a bunch of things. There okay. you go. I'm really excited. I'm smiling. Okay, so I love oh, this. you want me to get I want you, you to time it. I'll time it. Okay, I have I'm so my sorry. notes in front of me. Here we go. This is Matt Rogers. This is Yaz Honey. One minute. Time starts now. Yes, honey. Demi Lovato. Yes. You look amazing in a new video. Sorry. I'm not sorry. Oh. I voice cracked. But you know what? Demi Lovato doesn't. Demi, I love your high ponytail. I love your makeup. Your beat to the gods in every video. You look amazing. Also, Demi, I love that in every music video you're in, there's a pool. Chlorine, <laughs> bitch. Keep it chlorinated. Demi, I love your Miami aesthetic. I always see your name written in neon lights. In fact, that's the name of one of your songs. 30 seconds. Demi, not only do you back worthwhile charities and causes like the Jed Foundation, but you show up for them, honey. Yes, honey. You put your money where your mouth is. Not like your trash expects friend, Selena Gomez, Ooh. who takes money from people suffering. Woo, she makes money from suicide. I don't like her. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, honey, Demi Lovato. That's not wrong. Thank you for putting a talented and real face Five on seconds. mental illness and struggles facing many people, especially young people, and I love you. You have an amazing voice, and your idol is Kelly Clarkson, like me. Oh, and that's one minute. I love Demi Lovato. Demi's good. She's talented. She's a good one. She's gonna blow her fucking voice out pretty soon. Stop yeah. it. Okay. This is yes, honey. That's okay. This is yeah. I'm not okay. All There's right. nothing better than a diva that blows it out before 25. There Selena you go. Gomez mm-hmm. is evil. Bad gaskets. Okay. All right. This is it. This is it. Um, this is mine. This is yours. I, I mean, yes, notes. bitch. Oh my god, I did not prepare for this as well, much. That's on you. All right, here we go. I have one. And Bowen Yang's "Yes, Honey" starts 
now. Yes, honey, Tabasco flavored cheeses. Woo! They are my number one favorite cracker. <laughs> Do not give me Ritz sandwiches. Do not give me Ritz bits. That's what they're called. Do not even give me white cheddar cheeses, honey. Oh. I want the tangy, spicy taste that is just right. It's a, it's a low, mild on the Scoville scale, which is the scale for spiciness for capsaicin, which is the spice chemical. That's well, you know, whenever you taste something spicy, that's capsaicin, bitch. Alliteration ho. And I love me some Tabasco flavored cheese. It's they are my seconds. favorite cracker whenever you are if you're drunk if you're sober if you're a little bit stoned you love yourself some Tabasco flavored cheese it's bitch I love it when I'm watching TV I love it when I'm <laughs> talking on the phone with my friends Ooh. I love it when I am just playing my video seconds. games on my $600 laptop bitch <laughs> I love it and look if you want to buy some Tabasco flavored cheese it's run don't walk five seconds get thee to a funnery to the Tabasco flavored cheese it grocery store bitch that's one minute yes honey yes, yes honey. honey oh my god this is a true thrill I love it I want to try that They're I want to try delicious too. delicious you must you'll love it with I a think little bit of marijuana with a little, little bit of marijuana bit. they're the Brita filter of crackers bitch <laughs> okay everyone will love they're the Brita filter crackers they're the Brita filter of crackers oh everyone will I love. love that yes honey everyone will love crackers uh, yeah. <laughs> alright so now it's Mike Mike Kelton and he's gonna do a yes honey and <sighs> this is amazing I wanna <laughs> I wanna let you everyone know listening I haven't decided what this is gonna be until literally he says <gasps> go and this, this is, is real. this improv. is a for real Thing I literally haven't decided. Are so. you still okay. on Harold Knight, some kid? Um, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I had to take a break to work on the show, but I'm I'm coming. Well, back. there you okay, go. Great. The glorious return. So let's add to the credit. She's on some kid with the amazing former guest of our show, Monique Moses. Monique, here we go. Now, this is Mike Helton's. Yes, honey, and his time starts now. Yes, honey. Do you want to know who's the best? Maggie Rogers is the best. And if you don't know who she is, now you know. Maggie Rogers is one of the best musicians I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, oh my goodness, started with Matt. a YouTube video of her doing a, a master class at NYU with Pharrell or oh. with Pharrell. And he's like, oh my God, I hear this song about Alaska. And she's like, I'm living for it. She's very, very spiritual. And here's the thing. I saw her two weeks ago or a month ago in Brooklyn. And she started out the concert by saying, I just want everyone to seconds. know this is a safe space for everyone. And we welcome everyone. If you're a refugee, if you're gay, if you're whatever, I don't give a fuck and I love you and I love that. Ah! Also, she's very, very spiritual and I feel like I've known her in a past life, which is a very for real thing. Yes, and she seconds. talks about that yes. stuff. And also, she has a new album coming out because there's four songs that she already has like Alaska and a couple other ones, a very good energy and you should have sex to one of those songs. Oh. But here's the thing, next album is going to be dancey and even gay. <gasps> Maggie Rogers, yes, honey. Oh, yes, honey, yes, that's honey. one minute. Oh my gosh. Maggie and Rogers, I've never heard of her. Maggie Rogers, really? Can I say something? You love. Wow, Hot Producer, Hot producer Alex, Alex loves, loves her. Can I say something? This is really beautiful because you know what just happened. What? My dog named Maggie <gasps> just passed away. <gasps> Maggie Rogers. That was my... Wait, her name was Maggie Rogers? Her name Rogers? was Maggie Rogers. She was 10 years old. She, she was, was the golden sweetest. retriever. She was the sweetest dog that lived in the world. And I've never heard of this person, Maggie Rogers, until you said that. And I do believe that this... Part of part cosmic, of Maggie Rogers, this the dog soul. This is a cosmic moment. Wow. Because I was in my head, I was going to do Maggie Rogers or Seltzer, and I decided last minute and, to do Maggie Rogers. And you know what that I is, Mike? That's God. That's <laughs> that's God. <laughs> that's God. You know what? That's, that's God. That's God. <laughs> Everything. 
It's comes God. from God. Everything comes from God. God is amazing. God is an amazing thinker. God is an amazing figure. <laughs> and it is only God I will follow. Here you go. Spiritual. We're now, spiritual. this has been a spiritual episode. Mm. Oh, yes. We love. Of of Mike Kelton on I Don't Think So. Uh, well, on Los <laughs> <Los> Baristas. <laughs> and the second time you've done Do you want to share that thing you were going to say before? At the beginning of the podcast, you were like, I'm going to spill some tea on what Mike Kelton said to me. Oh, Yes. Okay. okay. You got to share. So I was hosting a show at UCB with, with Brooke, one, Shields. Brooke Shields, which went great. So fun. Did you stay to. and watch it? Didn't have to go home. Tie. <laughs> Tie. Tie. <laughs> Tired. Um, so it went great. But I was walking backstage and I said, how was Yes Honey? Because it had happened that night. Yes. Yes. And he said, you know, went through some strife when I was naming the show because I thought it was too similar to I Don't Think So Honey. No but way. you know what? I mm-hmm. named it Yes Honey anyway. And Thank God. And he didn't even care. <laughs> He thought he thought will it he thought will it affect them and then he thought you know what I don't give a fuck I'm Mike Kelton no I dwarf these hoes he dwarfs these hoes stunts on them by naming his show slightly adjacent to other shows but no. he surpasses them that's Mike Kelton for you wow. I love, love you a lot. Love I love you, love you guys love so much. And, and I'm really happy that you came and did this. Yeah. Thank you. This, this is, is great. really fun. Maybe we do again. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe we do again <laughs> for the next big proj. I in love. fact, you know what would be fun if you came with one of the queens <gasps> for next time. That'd be fun. A little because you know I've been I've been wanting to ask Britta to come on. Oh, she'd be great. Oh my god, that would be fun. Honestly, would be a joy. Do so you know fun. Christy Cello? I love. Yeah. <laughs> she was so obsessed with her when we did a show with her we, that Christy was also on that yeah. she had Britta on her podcast yes. and they got along like famous old queens. Well, Britta is such a star and also her her voice. Yeah. Her voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll come back with Britta, honestly. Love it. I love that. Love it. I, and this is an amazing person and I'm also joined right here with by, with by an amazing person and that's Bowen Yang. Oh, bitch. He is my sister. This is my rock. This, this is my whore. And we have been we have been crying many tears. We have been crying. But that's okay. We've been, been crying. crying. We've, We've been, been dying. dying. We've, We've been, been lying. Okay. We've, We've been, been lying. <laughs> okay. We've <laughs> been crying. <laughs> We've been dying. We've been sighing. We've been lying. Okay. That's enough. Cut it off. <laughs> okay, sorry. He, went, he thinks because he went to musical theater school, he's better than us. Kill him, Bo. Oh! Ow! Ow! Oh! No! Not my dick! This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook. 
There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly burst. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort. And creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanique, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.